You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is episode 40, Working on the Go, with some of our most favorite mobile apps so that you can stay productive when you're away from your office and all you've got is your iPhone. Let's go, wedding rock stars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready, because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey, hey, wedding rock stars. We are back with another episode of the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is Renee Dallow, and I'm joined, as always, by Miss Mindy Marzik. Hey, man. Hello, everybody. Hi, Renee. Hi. So today we're talking about a topic that I actually think goes hand in hand with episode number 37, our productivity episode, which is working on the go. So today we're going to talk about some mobile phone apps that help us stay connected to our businesses, some that we recommend and uh, and how we recommend you use them, right, Min? Yeah, because I mean, we all have our phones, at least we should. I was just thinking about how uh, every time I upgrade my phone, I kind of like feel a little bit of pain in my stomach about the price. But my husband says, like, aside from your laptop, your phone is your most important business tool. So we should have high quality equipment for our business, right? God blessed him and his in his viewpoint. Right? I know. I'm so glad I married that guy. I mean, I just uh, <laughs> I just upgraded my phone. Sadly, I was still using an iPhone 6, but I take good care of my technology. So it actually was doing fine until the battery just completely stopped working. So now I'm up to an iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah, that's great. I'm at a 7, so you're above me now. Oh, but still, as long as you're taking good care of your technology, I think that's the most important part. But I see a lot of people, you know, when I do a social session with them or at a networking event and their phones are so outdated or they mm. have they struggle with them. And I really think that it's essential nowadays if you run your own business, it's really important to kind of have that little pocket computer with you. So we're going to talk about our favorite apps and our favorite programs that we use on our phones or I guess on a tablet if you want to carry a tablet around. Sure. But, um, but yeah, so these are our top apps for working on the go. Awesome. So number one, obviously, is going to be email. So yes. do you use a separate email app like a Sunrise or something? Or do you just go with the native iPhone email app? So I actually have the native iPhone email app. And I guess we should say that we both use iPhone. So if you're yeah. on Android, we're a little clueless about that. But hopefully a lot of these apps will cross over. But yeah, I just use the standard email app. And then I also use Gmail. So I have the Gmail app also. And the Gmail app will allow me to switch between all my many different emails because I have a few. Like I have a Joy Social email and I have an email for my blog. And then I just have my personal email. So with the Gmail, I can switch back and forth between them if I need to respond to someone who emailed my Joy Social email. So I use both, which sounds a little unproductive, but that's just how it is. I don't have the Gmail app and they're constantly asking me to get it on my desktop. And I always say no, because I never understood what would be the point. But now you're saying that 
what's the difference between just using the native and using the Gmail app? I don't think I understand. So I'll give you an example. With my Gmail desktop, I have like five different email addresses, but they all funnel through to my main Gmail account, right? So on the mobile app, if I just use the native iPhone email, I I sign up with just that one email. So any email that comes through, even if they emailed my Joy Social email or my blog email, they it all comes through to that iPhone app, but I can only respond as my main email. So if they send something to Joy Mindy at Joy Social, I can't respond as Joy Social. I can only respond as my default Gmail. Oh, I have to look into mine because I I think I mean all of my email boxes are separate even though I just go into my my all inboxes. I can separate them by inbox. So I think I'm still responding accordingly to the email address. But now you're now you have me thinking maybe I'm not maybe I need to go check that out. Yeah, it just depends on how you set it up. I have everything like funneled and forwarded to my default Gmail account. So it might be a little different from the way that you have it set up. I think mine is set up in a different way. And this is probably confusing to those of you who are listening, but there's two different (laughs) ways and we will put it in the show notes once we figure out the difference. Just kidding. Well, yeah, we'll take a look at our apps and see what we're doing differently. But yeah, so, uh, but the G, if you use Gmail, here's the bottom line. If you use Gmail, there is a Gmail app that you can use and it will look kind of almost exactly like your desktop version that you're used to. Yeah. And you can do a different mobile signature for every um, email address, which I do and I find very funny. Yeah. So uh, you make sure that if you are doing a lot of emailing through your phone, you set up, you can set up your mobile signature to say like, this was sent through my mobile device. Please excuse any autocorrect typos or something cute like that. Yeah. Mine says sent from the computer in my pocket. (laughs) Yeah. So when we were when we were doing a little bit of research for this episode, I went into my the back end of my phone to see which apps I use the most. And aside from obviously Facebook and Instagram, my one of my most used apps is Dropbox. Oh, yeah, I use Dropbox all the time. So the reason I have the Dropbox app to begin with is because Dropbox is where I keep every single one of my wedding photos from all of my clients. So, and I have them, you know, filed into separate, you know, folders with the name and the and the wedding date and the photographer's name so that if I need to, you know, show one of my current clients a past client's wedding or research something or even just post to Instagram, everything is already on the phone. Yes. But then I've started using Dropbox for other documents. I know you and I use it for podcast um, creative documents. And so it didn't occur to me that, I mean, I'm really using Dropbox like every single day. Oh, yeah. And I also have my phone set up so that if I take a photo uh, on my phone, uh, I can open my Dropbox and it will sync all of my newest photos into Dropbox. So then I can access them from my computer or my tablet or anywhere I have my Dropbox app. I have access to all my photos. Ooh, that's really smart. That's really handy. And then the other thing with Dropbox is if you have a team, then you can obviously share documents among yourselves, photos among yourselves. And it's just kind of like this great cloud storage that everyone can access. But yeah, you're right. I use my Dropbox app on my phone every day. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, it just was one of those things that snuck up on me. Like, oh, I guess I am (laughs) a really heavy Dropbox user. Um, Secondarily to Dropbox, I think Google Drive is something that I have the Google Drive app on my phone. 
And, you know, I put it there, to be honest, I put it there when I was planning my own wedding, because that was a way back in the day where I could share documents with Joe. But now, you know, now I have it because so many people will share Google documents with me. Right. Yeah. It's almost, it's the same type of cloud storage as Dropbox, but it also has its own native document program. And uh, I don't know the equivalent of like Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, they have Google Sheets in there. Google Sheets, yeah. So, yeah. also surveys and stuff. Google Drive is pretty good. Yeah. So s- similar uh, apps that do similar things, and you can choose which one works the best for you, or like us, have both. Yeah. Um, and then on the business end, like specifically business tools that only you know that I would use only for business stuff. Um, HoneyBook has a really great app that oh great. I have. Well, HoneyBook's app is great for two things. You can, if you needed to, send out a contract on the go. Really? That sounds a little complicated. If you have your templates set up correctly, it isn't that complicated. It is a little challenging on a small phone to do. But if you had to, if you were in the airport and you couldn't open your laptop or whatever and you needed to get a contract out, you actually could do it on the HoneyBook app. The other thing that's great about the HoneyBook app is if you're meeting with a client in person and they want to book you in person, you can choose the book in person uh, feature and then they can sign on your phone through the app. Oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Technology, man. Now, to be fair, what I normally use the HoneyBook app for is to check when my payments are coming in. (laughs) And you can do that on the app, yeah? Okay. At a glance, I can be like, wait, when's the next time I'm getting paid? Because all all of my clients are on um, reoccurring payments, not every month. Like It's basically four payments over the course of the time we work together. But And because it's on every month, sometimes I'm like, I keep a very detailed spreadsheet on my laptop. But if I'm not with my laptop and I'm just curious... It's very easy to look up. Um, so yeah, the HoneyBook app is one of the best features of HoneyBook, I think. And you know, it's funny because we were talking about this before we started recording. Like uh, you and I both, I think, are very organized on our phones. Like I have a, I have a file on my on my app screen that's like business, and like there's twelve apps in there that are just yeah. business. But it's funny when I open the business app, I'm like, yep, I use every single one of these, or like the business file, I use every single one of these all the time. So funny. Yeah, you got you kind of don't really think about how much you're using your phone for business until you plan a podcast about it and then <laughs> or, or your phone battery dies and you're like no. you're like oh no. <laughs> it dies for, I mean dies for good, not like for the day. Just like womp womp sad battery. Two other things that I that I use a lot that I'm not sure people know about this one. So Google uh if you have a business, you should have a Google business page and you Google has an app called Google My Business where you it simply just takes you to your business page. So oh. you can do things like update the your office hours, you know, especially um it'll always prompt me when it's about to be a holiday saying like like for MLK day they were like are is this business open and you can go oh. in and fix your Yeah. Anytime I get a Google review, which I'm always uh, trying to get more of because that's how you increase your visibility for Google, um, you can go in and respond to it. You can go in and update photos on your profile. It's so much easier to do it on the app than it is to go find it on the on your desktop or laptop. Um, but Google My Business, if you don't have a Google page, start there. Yeah. And then once you have your Google page set up, Google My Business is a really simple, easy app and a really easy way to keep your Google page updated. That's good to know. Sounds like maybe it's one of the few apps that's actually easier to use on mobile than trying to figure it out on your laptop. 
Yeah, for me, it is only because maybe this is just my shiny object syndrome. But when you know, when you go into Google My Business, it just shows you yours. Yeah. So there's not a lot of noise. Yeah. When I, when I try to do it on my desktop, it's always like, oh, I go to Google myself. Then I'm like, oh, what else comes up when you Google me? And then, <laughs> right. And, and then, then you're lost. Yeah. I'm reading an article that someone wrote that I'm in that I'm like, am I in? How am I in this? And then I never update the thing I'm supposed to do. So you you mentioned reviews. Um, does Wedding Wire have an app? Do you know? Yeah. Wedding Wire does have an app. Full disclosure for me, it's been a little glitchy lately. Like sometimes I just pop in to be like, hey, if anyone's because Wedding Wire will alert you when you have a new review. But I went on to it the other day and I was like, oh, it's not loading. So I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, and then it was fine. So if you're feeling oh, okay. that with the Wedding Wire app, I feel like it might just be they're updating things. But yeah, Wedding Wire app is great. You can go in, do the same thing. You can respond to your reviews, um, which if you're listening and you're like, why is Renee responding to her reviews? Uh, maybe that's an entirely different episode of the podcast we can do. But there is a school of thought that says you should be responding to every review, um, both positive and negative, so that if you by chance ever, God forbid, do get a negative review, you're not only addressing the negative comments, but you've already thanked people for all the positive reviews. It makes the reviews seem more valid and it makes the business seem more human. I really like that. And it also just kind of proves that you're paying attention. And also, yeah. I think that, you know, nobody owes anybody a review. So if the client takes time out of their life to craft a nice review for you, wherever it is, I feel like it's the appropriate thing to respond to them and at least say thank you for their time. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not a perfect person. Sometimes I let several months go by when I'm not responding to reviews. But in preparing for this episode, I started thinking, like, what are the things, what are the apps I use when I'm like waiting to go in to see the orthodontist it's like right like i'll open up the wedding wire app and be like have i responded to all these and then i'll just jot down like some very nice pleasant replies like that takes you no time at all and then you can cross it off your list and be like i'm a rock star business owner today <laughs> i did some you know because it's like those are the little things it. that always get thrown to the through the side you know yeah i totally love it yeah so other things that you can do while you're in waiting rooms or in line <laughs> at the grocery store um one app that we both use or i guess program that we both use is asana or asana however we still don't know how to say it. if you all know how to say it, can you message us because i call it asana i don't know what we both call it two different things i call it asana i always want to say asana asana i don't know we don't know but it's with how we run the podcast so it's working obviously <laughs> but asana <laughs> is a sure is a to-do list program. So you can, whether you have it on your desktop and then you can also have it on the app, but you can make to-do lists and you can categorize things into, uh, you know, different groupings and you can have different projects, but uh, I'll, I'll check in on Asana when I, you know, if I have a minute and I'm just like, what am I supposed to be doing today? Or let me cross off the things that I've already done. Or let me refresh my memory, what needs to be done tomorrow, things like that. So Asana has an app. And uh, if you need a to-do list, we highly recommend it. Yeah, I find myself going into Asana when I'm like, again, like walking the dogs and I have a good a good idea for an episode of the podcast. I'm mm -hmm. like, ooh, let me put it on the list before I forget. It's just nice to have a place to go for all that stuff that's not just simply a note on your phone. Yeah, and I was just, just going to say, I use, we didn't talk about this when we talked about this uh, episode, but I use the notes app all the time. I use the notes app 
constantly. Um, but you know what's funny is I don't use the other one, like the uh, the to do or the checklist. Oh no, reminders. I don't. Like- it's called reminders. I never use that, but I have so many notes on this phone. Yeah, I have just a ton of notes to jot down. Anything that comes to mind, I will, if I'm out and about, I will just put it in the notes app and then mm-hmm. look at it later. I have lists of hashtags on my notes app. Oh yeah, I, I do too. I, every Everyone on Instagram should have groupings of hashtags in their notes app, but I feel like that's a different episode. That's a different <laughs> episode. But but then when I just, when I was thinking about a notes app, I was like, what's my most used note? It's the hashtags for sure. Another thing that you can do on the go is if you have an email list, uh, pretty much every, I would say that every major email platform has an app. Renee and I both use MailChimp, Mm -hmm. so we're familiar with their app, but you can check in on your email list. You can craft a new email if you have an idea while you're out and about. If you use an email platform like MailChimp, ConvertKit, Mailer Light, trying to think of some of the other ones. Constant Contact, they have one too. Yeah, so you can look and see if they have an app. Chances are they do. Um, and then you can use that to keep your email lists organized. And then also with the apps for the mailing list, if you're ever doing like a bridal show or have anything where you need to collect uh, emails, you can actually do that through the app itself. Oh. Which is probably better suited for like an iPad situation. You can probably set that up at like a bridal show or Mm -hmm. wherever you are at and have people type in their email themselves directly into MailChimp. That's cool. Yeah. And I run the uh, the newsletter for our local Rising Tide for the Tuesdays together. And at every, you know, meetup, people are like, I want to join the mailing list. And so I open the MailChimp app. Oh. I log in as that account and I go to the list and I'm like, there, add yourself. You're in. Perfect. Like it's, we don't have to deal with the double confirm. It's like if you're, if you're adding it yourself, you're pretty much giving consent to be on that list. Right. So it's been very helpful to have the MailChimp list. And also, if you're if you're listening and thinking, I don't have a mailing list, we did a very good episode, episode 26, with our friend Christina Berrigan on why you need to collect emails for your biz. So go take a listen to that. Really important that you have an email list because we're going to talk about social media in a little bit, but I always make sure that I tell my social media coaching clients that, you know, social media comes and goes, but email lists are forever. So you got to be working on your email list. Amen. Speaking of social media, yes, obviously we do a lot of social media-ing on our phone. (laughs) All of the apps are there. Uh, So my tip for that is you probably already have them on your phone, but if you don't have them all in one place, like on one separate page together, or like Renee talked earlier about grouping apps together into a, a file, essentially, I recommend doing that so that you're not searching your phone for your social media apps. Agreed. One other thing I suggest is that if you have a Facebook page, uh, there is a separate Facebook pages app, which allows you to go to your Facebook page without being distracted by all the other stuff that that happens when you open up your regular (laughs) Facebook app. You can go straight to your page. So I use that. I have several Facebook pages that I run. So that app is like a lifesaver for me because I can go in, I can respond to comments, I can schedule new content. Uh, directly through that pages app and I don't have to open up the regular Facebook app. So it's great. Yeah. It's funny when we were working on this episode and you, you sent that to me, I was like, oh, I do have the Facebook pages <laughs> app. Like, I don't know why I'm not using it, but it's definitely on my phone. Um, and you're right. It is. There's no noise on that yep. app. It is literally just your pages. And so I need to start using that more because I definitely get distracted by Facebook. 
So I love the Facebook Pages app if you are running Facebook Pages. And I believe that everyone should have an active Facebook page. So absolutely. And then the final group of apps that we're going to talk about is, of course, editing our photos for social media. Yes. I love editing my photos for social media. <laughs> we all do. Um, but yeah, so it's it's almost like an, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, you have to have pretty photos. So you have to edit them. And, you know, not everyone has Photoshop on their desktop. So there's a few free apps. I don't even know how to use Photoshop. Every time that I want to do something on Photoshop, I have to pull up a YouTube tutorial to teach me how to do it. And it takes forever. So I like the mobile apps. (laughs) Correct. Agreed. So what are your favorite apps for editing photos? So again, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's V-S-C-O. I call it Visco. I don't know. Visco? Visco, Um, Visco. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, Visco Vasco. That's one of my favorites. Um, (laughs) um, I also use uh, Word Swag. That's not for photos. That's to like create little inspirational squares for Instagram. Full disclosure, I have the More Beauty app where it makes you look like an airbrushed alien, but I've I've only used it once as a joke. But that's if you really just want to have like no facial features whatsoever. Um, but no, Visco, and I have a recipe that I use in Visco, which is like I bump up the exposure, I bump up the saturation, I'll make sure that it's straight because I'm notorious for taking like askew photos if I'm on my yeah. left to my own devices. And that's what I do in Visco, and then I save it to the phone and I'm done. So it's I've gotten it down to a pretty a pretty quick science. I know you like to use ones that I don't use, like Snapseed. Yeah, so I basically use Snapseed, which is it's actually from Google. Uh, so oh. it's it's a photo editing app, and it's free, and it's really, really, it's really easy to use for people who are less technology, <laughs> who are technology challenged, like I am. It's very, very easy. It's a lot easier to use than the Photoshop app. I'll say that for sure. But I use Snapseed to adjust the color, like you said, adjust the color. I can straighten the photo. Um, I can, it can do some cool things. Like it can put a spotlight on your face and make your face stand out more and darken the background. Uh, and then I also use a color story, which has a bunch of different filters, but they also do have the same thing. They have the tools where you can change the exposure, the saturation, straighten out the photo, uh, crop the photo. So, and both of those apps are for the most part, the, the basic functions are free. Is a color story the app that you use on some of your Disneyland photos where it looks like rainbowy? Yes. That is a beautiful app. Yeah, it's really great. The rainbowy filters are a, like a filter packet that I paid for. So that was a couple bucks extra, but uh, they have a lot of great stuff in just the free version. Plus, a color story has a um, grid planner. So you can add your photos oh. to a grid and kind of move them around and plan out your Instagram grid before you go ahead and save it or upload it to Instagram. So a color story is actually a really, really robust photo editing app. It's funny. I have that on my phone and I think I've maybe never opened it. I think I have it there because you told me to get it and then I just never use it. Um, The other thing is I'm curious to know about Snapseed when you talked about the putting more light on your face. I like that idea. Yeah, it has a bunch of different kind of like tools like that. Uh, So it's worth going in and playing around. They also have an HDR scape. Uh, where you can make your photos look very dramatic. 
they do have like a healing tool. So if you need to get rid of any zits on your face, you can use the healing tool. Yes. Thank you. I'm all about that life. <laughs> no, listen, I, I'm not above like a light airbrushing of the face if I'm covered in, if I have a zit, like I'm not sure. about that. No one needs, that does not need to exist for posterity's sake. Right. Right. And I've also used it to like, you know, get an out of place hair on my forehead off the photo, oh, sure. like stuff like that. Or like a dot of food on your sweater. You're like, great, thanks. I didn't know that was there. Didn't notice it before the photo, yeah. You know what we didn't talk about beforehand, but I'm just remembering. Um, one of the apps that I use a fair amount for my Instagram stories is an app called Unfold. Oh, yeah, that's a great app. And so if you look on my uh, saved highlights on Moxie Bright Events Instagram page, if you go to Real Weddings, I do it a lot for my Real Weddings so that I can add credit and a little bit of story. But it's it's that app that gives you the that kind of nice uh, white background with nice fonts where you can put photos in, kind of like how we used to do with like the diptych or the layout grid. It's a little bit more, uh, it looks more high end. It's It's very cool. Um, and I think I pay like like a buck for this app, but Unfold is great for making Insta stories that you want to last. Basically, I do it for my highlights. Yeah. Some of the cool features that I've seen uh, my Insta friends do is there's a way where you can add both a photo, a still photo, and then a video to the same story. They're like in little windows. Mm -hmm. I haven't quite mastered that part yet, but I know it's possible. <laughs> That's advanced. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things you can do with uh, the Unfold app for sure. And then so overall, these are just the apps, you know, that we're into, that we use, that we love. But uh, we still want to put out a friendly reminder that just because you can work on your phone all hours of the day doesn't mean that you should. Right, Min? Yes, for sure. And you should definitely remember to keep your own office hours and make sure your clients know of your office hours. So. You know, if you're doing email via mobile at 10 o'clock at night, don't do that. Make sure your clients know that you have office hours and make sure you keep your own office hours because obviously it's mobile makes it so easy to get work done. Like I love to lay in bed with my phone and I'm like, I'm working. I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm so important. I need to check my Instagram. And my husband's like, can you just take a break from your phone for like an hour, please? So, yeah. Don't be like me. <laughs> Don't be like me. My husband says the same thing. Although now that I have this new, um, the eight plus, it's much larger in my hand. And I think I'm like really like my hand really hurts from trying to hold the phone. So don't be like me and get carpal tunnel from your giant new iPhone. Yeah. Make sure that you're taking breaks from your phone and not working 24 seven. Absolutely. So on that note, of course, we want to hear what apps you're into because we always want to know about the cool new apps yes, or cool old apps, actually. Yeah. Tell us your favorites in our Facebook group. You can go to Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders to continue the conversation over there. And uh, don't forget to visit us on Instagram via your mobile device at Rock Your Wedding Biz. And you know, guys, when you're listening to us on your phone and you take a snap of it, like a screenshot of it, and then and then put it on your Instagram and tag us. We literally freak out. Yeah, we love like, it. We're, we love it. And the other day, someone tagged us in a post that also included Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo and James Wedmore. And I just about fainted in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. We love that type of stuff, you guys. Like, we really get a big kick out of it. We haven't even been doing this for uh, not even a year yet. So no. the fact that people are 
sharing us in your stories and putting us in in groups with other heavy hitter podcasters crazy for us so So shout out to everyone who's ever given us a shout out on your instagram stories really appreciate it if you shout out to us we will shout out to you yep for sure so thank you you guys all right and we will see you next week on the rock your wedding biz podcast thank you for listening to rock your wedding biz this episode is sponsored by moxie bright events Wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.